Welcome to the surprising second noisy, sloppy, and whatever else episode of... Oh gosh, what did I call this? Road Ramblings! That's right. So, this is the same road trip that I was on traveling down to Savannah for my sister's graduation. And uh, I just got out of sit-still traffic. We were sitting still as I was setting up my phone for this second recording. We had been sitting still for like a good solid 15 minutes, so I was like... Well, it's looking like it might be an hour, so I'll go ahead and plan out what I'm going to talk about this time. I should be able to record it before we get back on the road, and I got it planned out what we were doing, and then we started moving, so that's okay. All right, so this time, it's uh, it's graduation season, obviously. My sister is graduating. My wife just graduated with her master's degree. Uh, my sister-in-law has just finished her first semester at college, and so I thought, hey, let's do a college-themed episode. I finished college a while ago. Gosh, when was that? I finished college in 2017, so from where I'm at right now, it's five years. And uh, finally, after a long time, finally at the point that I'm actually using my degree now, I got a degree in uh, Christian Studies, which is, you know, basically a Bible degree, and I'm finally working in a church as a youth pastor. And things are going really well there, and I'm very thankful that God finally opened the door and let me use the talents, abilities, and learning that he gave me for his glory. So, the way that this uh, segment thingy works, this is not going to be the entirety of the podcast, just when I'm on a road trip, which goes a long time. And you can hear there's a truck right next to me right now. Sorry, guys. Um, The way that this works is I do three segments, basically. I I, I do... uh, one thing that I'm upset about or that's bad, I do two things that I'm happy about or I'm thankful for because I think we should be more grateful than we complain, and I do three things just for fun, okay? So it's a one, two, three type of thing, and I kind of break them up where I do one fun thing, one good thing, one fun thing, the bad thing, the good thing, and then a fun thing. And so this time, all of my fun things have to do with my professors. So let's open up right away with a story of after I was done with my degree, but I was still working for the school. I was working as the uh, the uh, filmmaker for the online classroom. Uh, what we were working towards is we were trying, we had a, we had a guy from uh, Liberty University, you know, the really big Christian school. And um, he was trying to move us in a direction Uh, closer to where this bigger school was. So adding the professionalism to the online classroom, having video lectures that the students can go back and look at and to give that kind of like in-class experience where they can watch the professor, they can learn from the words and the wisdom of that professor. And that was a really good thing. While I was doing this this segment with uh, with a biology professor, we don't do the entire biology program online, but we give some options for those who need to Uh, complete their degree online and some things that, you know, they can do, they can partner up with another school to do their uh, biology stuff, uh, like their labs, but we do like the lectures online. And so I was filming these lectures and, and, you know, the guy's generally not the nicest person in the world. He liked me, but he, I mean, like he's, he's really kind of a jerk to a lot of people, but for some reason he liked me. And so I was filming with him and he was getting to the part, we were doing a human biology course and he got to the part of the urinary system. So when he does this 
Inc. classroom, he starts with, you know, opening up his book, pulling up the computer and saying, so, let's talk about P. And usually it gets a good laugh and whatnot. Now this man, Lord help him, had not really done this in a face-to-face with a camera. Now, it, for, for people like me, I've been in front of a camera since I was 16, making, uh, making dumb videos on the internet for a long time. Like, I- I'm used to the feeling of doing something in front of a camera. Most people are not. Most people are not used to trying to put their words in a way that sounds good in front of a camera the way it would sound good in front of an audience. And sometimes the bits don't work. So what happened was he started off and he told me he was going to do it, but he hadn't, you know, he didn't say it the way that he was going to say it. And so he just, we open up the video, I start recording and he goes, let's talk about P, the urinary system. And at this point, I just lost it. I, I couldn't stop and he's losing it. We're both just laughing our butts off. And it's, you know, it was really funny. How often do you just hear a guy talking to a camera say, let's talk about P? I'm a fun-loving, I'm a fun-loving comedy fanatic. You, you talk about P in any sense whatsoever, I'm going to laugh. So it was funny. So we said, okay, so let's, let's cut and we'll try again. All right, so moved on, started over again. This time I know it's coming. Let's talk about P. This time he starts laughing. He starts laughing. He, he doubles over a little bit. That makes me laugh. And so we have to start it over again. He does it again. Let's talk about pee. So the urinary system, he starts going and he goes for about 30 seconds. And at this point, he can tell I'm holding in a laugh, which makes him start laughing. And then we have to start over again. We did this five times. We re- restarted five times until he finally just dropped it and said, Today we're going to talk about the urinary system and the way that it functions and connecting with the digestive system. And he had to ditch the joke completely because of just how funny it was because we talked about pee a lot. So that's that's the first fun thing. So uh, a good thing that I want to talk about when it comes to college. Uh, this doesn't always seem to happen. The more that I talk to people, it sounds like they get close to people in college and, you know, they, they, they make friendships they feel like are going to last like the rest of their lives. And that's oftentimes how people approach it. But then the friendships kind of fizzle out and disappear. Um, and that, that seems to be like the normal thing. Like you catch up with your college people like once every five years and you check in and see how people are doing, but they're not really the people that you talk with on a daily basis. That didn't happen with my friend group. My friend group still talks regularly. So, and what's funny is we talk regularly with uh, quite a few of us living all over the place. A few of us live in different states now. Like uh, some of them live in Georgia. I live up in Tennessee. Some of them live somewhere else. And then two of them live in Australia. Deserters. But anyways, we still live all over the place, but we still have... We've still got this chat group where we regularly regularly keep up with each other. And now, one of them lives just right down the road from me. That's awesome. And quite a few of us still hang out and see each other. 
I mean, as of recording this right now, I'm going to release this after this happens, but I'm going to get to see two of my college, uh, my college buddy and his wife, who I also knew during that time, but I'm going to get to see them very soon. One of the people in this college group is Jeb, who's my childhood buddy. And so the people he's connected with, I'm still connected with. The people I'm still connected with, he's connected with. I actually got to hold on to my college friends. And it's awesome. And it's been five years. We're five years in and I've still got pretty good relationships with most of them. And I'm really thankful for that. It's just been... It's just been an awesome thing. Alright. Next fun thing. Uh, everybody's got that moment. For some people it happens when... Uh, they're in grade school or middle or high school. Uh, I was homeschooled for most of my childhood, so well, for all of my childhood. So I didn't get to experience this until college. It's always weird to meet your teacher out in public. Now, eventually this guy would become my boss, but not quite yet. This was still my first semester of getting to know him. He was teaching our American government class. Uh, and at the t- you know at the time I was kind of getting to know him and whatnot and he he hadn't quite offered me the job yet so I only really knew him as a teacher <coughs> and so I was around I was doing some grocery shopping and this guy normally he he usually wears like slacks and dress shoes a button up shirt and a blazer and he's got a clean shaven face. And uh, short, well-fixed hair. That's how I've been used to seeing him. When I met him in public, the first time I saw him in public, remember, blazer, dress shoes, slacks, clean-shaven face. He had a scruffy beard, a ball cap, an ACDC t-shirt, cargo shorts, and tennis shoes. I just met... I met his alter ego. I met his... Tra- this, this this guy who... This is the same guy who came from the big school, okay? He came from the big school. He was helping us to be able to develop things so that we look like a, a bigger school and we're able to handle a higher volume of students. And, by the way, it's it, it's working. As, he's not there anymore, but uh, Dr. Wiegand, if you're hearing this, uh, a lot of your practices are still going. Um... I met his trailer trash other half. It was really weird. This big school guy who's always dressed up nice and fancy, always clean shaven. I met his trailer trash twin. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I'm still kind of freaked out by it. It would have been different if I saw him in like, like nice jeans and like decently nice shoes. I met, I, I met the man that I would have expected, uh, that I would have expected to be related to a meth dealer. It was the weirdest thing. Night and day difference. Just, ugh. Anyways. So let's talk about the bad thing. And we're going to get this one out of the way fairly quickly because it's going to lead into the good thing. The bad thing is, is a lot of schools live as an echo chamber. I, I think it's like something well over... It's, it's well over 95% of... Uh, of college teachers um, or people in education period I think but definitely college teachers 
uh, 95% of them are of one political persuasion, which is a strong Democrat position. Not just like the average everyday Democrat that, uh, you know, you guys are voting for different people, but if you guys get talking on certain particular issues, you guys agree, and you you get to that point of the conversation where you're like, you know, if, if you and I could sit down instead of those bimbos that you and I elected, and we just passed this bill right here on these things that we agree on, we could see a lot of good happening. Yeah, we could. You're right. You're right. No, 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 no. These people are like the farther left toying with the idea of socialism type of people. Not your average everyday Democrat. Your average everyday, I'm going to teach your kids to be socialist people. Okay? 95% of one political persuasion, that creates an echo chamber. And echo chambers are dangerous because you miss information. You, You miss important information because when you've got a particular bias, certain things get overlooked. Now, I think it's healthy to have those people around because, you see, the sad thing is, is usually you've got those 95% most of the schools and the 5% are usually, they're either dead quiet and they never, they never voice what they believe or they're packed into one or two schools that, that makes its own echo chamber. And then you've just got all these echo chambers here and there and that just, usually what happens in, uh, the transitions between um, middle school to high school or high school to college or college to adulthood, usually it happens early on from middle school to high school or high school to college. Uh, They grow up in one, people grow up in one area of life. They grow up with one set of belief systems. They get to high school or they get to college and then all of a sudden they get hit in the face with something else and it makes them doubt what they believe and then they end up radically changing what they believe. What happens when you have an echo chamber Uh, in college as well, is oftentimes what happens is these people go from their echo chambers when they're growing up to their echo chambers in middle school to their echo chambers in high school to their echo chambers in college, and it pushes off this challenging of ideas until later on in life. And that's a horrible thing because all of a sudden they're getting hit with these things that they'd never heard of before and these, these different ideas that they've never been exposed to, and it just leaves them in the dark. It leaves them in the dark. They question everything they believe and eventually they just get frustrated and they ditch what they believe altogether. Instead, what you need to do is you need to break the echo chamber. Not that you have to believe like... Like, for example, I I try to make sure that I don't have an echo chamber. I listen to... um, And I try to educate myself, read up, or listen to a lot of people from perspectives different than me. Uh, Most of the people I listen to, I've got a big list of things that I disagree with them on, but I listen for the one thing that's valuable, and then I listen to understand what their arguments are. And the way that I test them is I look at what their sources are, and I test the sources. If those sources hold up, then there's a chance that what they have to say, even if it disagrees with me, is probably valuable. But we don't always teach that. Instead, we just throw them in from one echo chamber chamber into another echo chamber, and it doesn't do anybody any good. We've got to have the battle of ideas, okay? Ideas need to be measured whether or not they're good, and the way that you do that is you have to pit them against each other and check their sources. Otherwise, you're not going to get anywhere. 
things are just going to continue to get worse and people's existential crises are going to continue to be pushed off. Whereas if you had just introduced them to these ideas early on in a healthy way saying, it's okay to ask questions, I'm encouraging you to ask questions, and I'm going to give you the opportunity to ask questions... If we had just introduced them to this early on, they might not have come to these existential crises. And maybe they would have come to a conclusion without being bitter. But because of the way that we handle things in colleges, in high schools, in churches, anywhere, when we create these echo chambers, we push off these existential crises that end up with nothing more than just anger and resentment. And I think we need better than that. Now, as for the good twist, I think that those healthier environments are starting to become normal. And I, I've mentioned it before, I mentioned it in the last episode, I've mentioned it a lot, but I think Stephen Crowder's Change My Mind is the beginning of that positive change. When you present an environment where two people can just sit down, they're not making like these big flashy remarks to, to win points in a debate... Um, it, it's just meant to, for two people to sit down and have these conversations and to explain, well, this is why I believe what I believe. Um, this is why I don't believe what you believe, and I want to hear your responses on it. It's not meant to be a debate in the terms of like a formal debate. It's a conversation. That was one of the biggest cultural changes in modern history, and it's one of the best ones, and it's led to a lot of good changes now. That's how you break those echo chambers and thank God it's starting to become more common. People are asking questions. People are seeking the truth and feeling like they can ask they can ask those questions without being got onto. I told that to uh, my students in our youth group. Um I am not going to punish you for having questions or being confused or not knowing something. If you have a question, don't feel like it's a stupid question. Feel like you can ask it because that's what we're here for. We are here to answer when you have questions. No matter if you think they're obvious ones or like you should know this by now, I I don't care. I want you to feel comfortable asking questions so that I don't just like answer some fluffy response to make me feel good about myself I want to help you where you're at so that you don't grow up resenting everything that happened and praise God I think there are more than enough good people doing the right thing to make that happen Now, as I'm starting to get dehydrated, because I finished off the last of my water a couple of miles ago, um, I'm going to do this last story, and I'm glad this is the last story, because I'm going to be really choked up after this. There's one more professor, Dr. Young. I love Dr. Young. He's uh, one of our English professors. I believe he's retiring this year, or soon. He's been debating it for a long time. Um... And I love Dr. Young. Uh, God, I mean, you got, here's the thing. He was probably, I can't guarantee it because I don't know, 
who is probably a very heavy smoker because now it kind of talks like this. It kind of talks like he's got like a a rasp in his voice all the time. And so, and I don't know if I can do this when I'm slightly dehydrated and been talking for uh, 20 minutes. But he does this thing. Lord help him. He does this thing where he does a, quote, Darth Vader impression. The guy who talks like this talks about the great Gatsby and how Gatsby is a Christ figure. And he does a Darth Vader impression, which just means that he drops his voice another octave and quotes Darth Vader lines. And it's so cringy and bad and it's the most popular thing that he does he'll get up there and with his deep gravelly voice he'll go no Luke I am your father (laughs) it's always so it is I can't even do it justice how bad it is and how inaccurate it sounds but the student's beg for it. They beg for him to do his Darth Vader impression all the time. Maybe one of these days I'll discover an audio recording and I can share it with you, but we love you, Dr. Young, and we will miss you when you retire. That's it. Bye.